Well, good evening, everyone. We spoke a little this morning from Chaitanya Charitamrita and from the first verse we are in Krishna's Kaviraj offers his uh, respect to the Guru, the principle of Guru he actually does it in the plural, one day Gurun Gurun is in the plural so he introduces a plurality of Gurus the concept of the Diksha Guru, the Siksha Guru the Chaita Guru and with an emphasis on the the fact that the the guru, the external manifestation, uh, the the guru constitutes a, the guru constitutes an external manifestation of the the uh, the god in the heart, hmm? and so as I was explaining, he very much emphasizes the divinity of the Guru that we might pay attention therein. There's no place where Krishna is more directly manifest in our lives than in the form of Guru, who kind of represents Krishna in kind of a tailored, made, custom form for us. Hmm? And so naturally we'll, we'll think that our Guru is most important and we'll want that other people will hear from our guru and we'll beat them up if they don't because our guru is the best guru. Um, so this is part of the adhyatmic kind of conception of guru that I was speaking of where we take things literally and, and we should and they help us and gives us a kind of a handle to hold on to, so to speak, something that's very uh, subjective in a sense and very representative of the entire subjective world, so to give it a shape and a form and and, uh, and to give that uh, idea turn it into something we can hold on to the, the form of the guru very much is helpful and so it's appropriately emphasized to pay attention therein and uh, we we'll, we'll tend to take the the, everything the guru says to be true and absolute and so forth. But, of course, from the Adibotic perspective, um, we find that everybody doesn't see it exactly like that. Everybody doesn't accept... I'm a disciple of Prabhupada. Everybody didn't accept Prabhupada as, as a guru in the world. <laughs> everybody didn't see him the way I uh, saw him. And at the time I realized oh, there, were, there were good reasons for that. He's my guru, so he's the best guru for me. But there may be other gurus, and they may be best for other people. And um, and so as we come to that uh, perspective, there's some, suddenly a, an element of relativity is introduced into the phenomena that previously we accepted as absolute, literally in all respects. Hmm? Which gave us much encouragement and uh, and uh, made the path kind of very clear for us. That's good. Um, what was the path and what was not the path, so to speak? What was the goal and what was not the goal? Um, but again, as we 
from an adibotic perspective, where other people's, that is the idea, other people's perspective comes into view. Hmm? And so there are people that that uh, won't accept our guru as a guru, or any guru as a guru for that matter. Hmm? And uh, then there are others who have other gurus, and and they speak from the same books in slightly different ways, with different emphases, and so on and so forth. So, um, to then uh, flourish at that time hmm? uh, in relation to the principle of guru that manifests before us to teach us about the Godhead. And we have to really utilize our intellect and discriminating power hmm? and come to the underlying truth, the underlying philosophy that can be um, spoken about in different ways and understood with nuance, hmm? which really is not a problem, as it turns out, but as we move towards the Adidaivic conception, we find it's actually the, actually the beauty of the whole affair, hmm? the decoration, if you will, um, in a, in a, to give it another, uh, frame it slightly differently in, in the in the world of having, where we're very much oriented towards the objective world and things and acquiring them and thinking that by acquiring them we will be um, more, we, um, we don't decorate the self. Hmm? Um, by such clothing, really. Um, but we, uh, we don't reveal it, we, dis- we disguise it. Hmm? Uh, it's a thing that doesn't need to have. Hmm? But when we think of it, ourself, in terms of what we have, then the real self that doesn't have needs hmm? uh, becomes obscured. If we were to uncover it, that would stand naked, we would arrive at uh, a more uh, accurate understanding of the self. But if we were to move further and to decorate it appropriately, hmm? ornament it, this is the idea of bhakti and love, where there that where the one hmm, atma that is has nothing to do with the dualities of material existence, the good, the bad, the happies, the sads, the Polish, the American, the English, the Finnish conceptions of life. Hmm? When we take off that, that, that covering and it stands naked, it exists in a real and meaningful and enduring way in comparison to the, the Polish, Finnish, or American way <laughs> of self. Hmm? But it's not particularly charming or beautiful, it's profound, no doubt. Um, almost makes us speechless um, what can be said about it. But then to move in the Adidaivic perspective or to move in, bhakti, in this context in the pursuit of bhakti and love, then we decorate this, this self so that there's a, to, to ornament it. So the variety, then, that we enter into from the Adidaivic to the Adibotic perspective of the Guru, at first is kind of problematic for us. There's more than one Guru. Oh, no. <laughs> now what? 
Um, and we may even fight with that and, and uh, find that to be uh, problematic um, and then think, is my guru better than his guru or, or and so forth. And so to, uh, to, to move in that world, more a pluralistic world, adibhuta, consideration of others and their thoughts and perspectives and so forth, requires that we utilize our intellect very wisely in, in, in divine service and uh, gravitate towards the principle of guru. Hmm? From the person of the guru, appearing in a particular form, to the to the principle of the guru. Now it's like the person we like seems to disappear, but he comes back. <laughs> he comes back fully, and he doesn't disappear, of course, in the Adiyabhotic perspective. But more what he or she is about and represents, and the, the very the very principle, the tattva, is uh, is better understood, and having. Un- grasp that hmm, very well the principle of guru tattva very uh, elusive kind of a tattva then we have the possibility the distinct possibility of moving in the adidaivic conception in the person of the guru hmm, again becomes prominent hmm, and the tattva of the guru uh, recedes to the background but this is in a different way in which the person of the guru becomes prominent, and the tattva is not as prominent than in the case of the adhyatmic conception. Hmm? Because we become acquainted with the person of the guru in terms of the guru's personal reality of love of Krishna. Hmm? And we find ourselves in a relationship with that person in the context of loving Krishna that uh, takes a different shape than it does here in in, 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 in this world. Hmm? In this world, we'll always maintain some um, reverence and distance, but entering into the into the ideal hmm? and deeply into the subjective world, hmm? from in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, to an extent to which there's no return. Hmm? As I said earlier, the guru doesn't disappear, but becomes in Gaudiya Vaishnavism very. Very prominent there, not just the 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 the, uh, the guide mm, interpreting the map for us shows how to get there, but he's there also mm, in the uh, in in the goal mm, and prominent player in the ideal mm. and um, there as another servitor of Krishna, maybe the leader of our group, something like that, but it's. Uh, it's a, a more uh, intimate affair. There we could find the kind of intimacy we cannot quite find with the Guru in, as manifest in, in this world. So I wanted to just talk a little bit about that because I don't think I underscored after having spoke, spoken about these adibhotic, adidadic, adiyatmic concepts, how I, in a brief way, thought of it in relation to the principle of the Guru. Hmm? Um, so, again, just to emphasize, the Adi-Daiva conception, the adi conception, they seem similar. The person of the guru is prominent. The philosophy of, of what is the guru, the principle of the guru, becomes prominent in the Adi-Bhotic conception, hmm? where we have to discriminate and sort out relativity from absolute. The guru has 
for example, in his form, has certain tastes, likes. Hmm? Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur would never eat mangoes. Hmm? So from the adhyatmic perspective, if we didn't go beyond that, we might think the teaching is that mangoes are maya. Hmm? You shouldn't eat them. Hmm? That's bad. Of course, if we heard the story of why he didn't eat mangoes and so forth, then we could uh, have a more developed idea. And um, But we can find that there are personal tastes. Hmm? For our guru, they may not be our personal uh, tastes. Hmm. Of course, there are two entirely different types of personalities to start with. The end, they become similar. They, become, they both become spiritual. Gurus has differences, likes and dislikes. What is that? Hmm? If he's a resident of the non-dual um, world, if you will, hmm? those are uh, there are there may be differences that show up even in our sadhaka deha that are relative to our spiritual reality. Hmm? Spiritual world is also full of desires. Hmm? It just so happens that because it's the spiritual world. As I said, it's part of God, it's God's imagination that we enter into. So there are certain parameters, there's certain objectivity to that subjective world, what it's like. It's purely subjective, but there are some parameters to what it constitutes and what it's not constituted of, which differentiates between God's imagination and our imagination, materially speaking. But when we enter into that world, then we find it's a world of many differences. Some cowards like bananas, and some like uh, well mangoes. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is all uh, such desires. An example of how the sarup shakti that governs the lila facilitates the will of the jiva to express itself in different ways, but all in such a way that those expressions and those individual desires constitute something that we call. That are, that are components of rasa, of sakya rasa, of madhurya rasa, vatsali rasa, which is so pleasing to Bhagwan. Hmm? So they're all pleasing to him. Hmm? From, a, from, a, from, a, from, a, from a, you can say from a, from an obeyed perspective, from a non-difference perspective, everyone's doing, the senses are functioning in ways in our spiritual body that are... Uh, that constitute the Krishna playing out his desires through us. Hmm? But from the the, the the beta perspective, the perspective of difference, hmm? no? the jiva has, its will is being facilitated by the sarup shakti. Hmm? So it expresses many different uh, desires, has a desire, to be like this, to do like this, and Sarup Shakti is facilitating that desire, and all of that, because all of those desires are such that they um, uh, are involved in giving pleasure to the senses of Bhagavan, which is what Bhakti is. It's a very extraordinary, very different idea than ordinary ideas of of, of moksha, of liberation. Very colorful. Hmm? Um, in comparison, that's why I say we, we, I compare it to ornamenting, decorating the, the soul. Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur once said that bhajan, or 
internal practice and this kind of uh, I think decorating of the atma is performed on the platform of advaigyan tattva. So having arisen through sadhana above the dualities of material existence and standing naked, if you will, no longer Polish or American or man or woman, Um, then this decoration of the soul just starts to begin, especially then as we enter into bhava bhakti. That's what it's about, ornamenting, decorating. It's very colorful, hmm? very, uh, well, varied. Hmm? Uh, full of bed, full of difference, hmm? but a difference that never compromises the unity, but enhances the unity. Hmm? Um, it, 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 um, it glorifies the unity like um, like a song with many many notes or a chorus in harmony, hmm? more than just the one note of moksha, something like that. So, so this is a very beautiful idea hmm? with relation to the principle of guru, the guru tattva, the person of the guru hmm? doesn't disappear as we come to understand Guru Tattva and in the context of doing so some relativity hmm, with regard to the person of the Guru that we understand in the Adhyatmic conception starts to show up. Hmm. A godbrother of mine once told me that he thought that the spiritual way, I've said this before, the spiritual way to say yes in terms of body language would be to go like this, yes, move your head back and forth, like in the Western world, that means no. Hmm? Because Prabhupada, if we would say, Prabhupada, do you think it's a good idea? He'd go, yes, yes, yes. Move his head back and forth like this. So he thought the spiritual way hmm, to say yes in body language is, is the opposite, you see? Of the, uh, India is completely spiritual. And of course, he, he, say, he didn't know about India, he just knew that Prabhupada did that. But he said, then I went to India and I said, everybody does that. <laughs> so I thought, well, maybe it's a little different uh, so, yeah, so um, this is just a kind of simple uh, example of what I'm talking about. Hmm? Um, but, as I say, the, the, we are charmed by the person of our guru and so forth, and, and in the way he or she does things, we may also like to do them, want to do them, and find they're um, attractive and, and, uh, and so forth. But as we understand the principle of guru, this doesn't go away. But really, we're going deeper into the person of the guru. All that the guru represents. Hmm? It's uh, it's really um, it's something like this. If we're too close to a thing, we can't understand it. If we step back from it for a moment and look at it objectively, hmm, we can get a better understanding of what it is, and then more fully enter into it. Something like that. So, from the in the Adi perspective. There's, there seems to be a stepping back sometimes, and someone may also say, Groomer said it like this, but hmm, we are going to do it like this, and this is why, and, 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 and sort out the spirit of the teaching from the word of the, speak, the teaching, the letter of the, of the law, and the spirit of the law. There. The letter of the law is much more objective that you can hold on to and, and, 
and the spirit of the law is much more uh, elusive and it, it, it may be a little bit disconcerting. We don't know the law anymore. We don't know the law anymore. It was like this. It was very simple. Do like this. Don't do like that. But as we know, law has application in different time and different circumstances in very diverse ways. And law is, 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 is ongoing. Hmm? When we look, cite the law books from different times, in present times, in relation to a particular crime, we often come up with new laws. Hmm? Well, we look at the circumstances and we need, we need new laws. Hmm? Um, it's a law that you shouldn't, uh, you know, it's against the law to, to kill, to murder. But then, oh, what if you murdered accidentally? Suddenly we need, now we have to nuance that and so forth. So, um, so the spirit discerning that in all circumstances, this requires the full exercise, the full measure of our intellect we cannot be. Uh, uh, we may not be the most intelligent person and be lucky for that, because intelligence can be quite a burden to satisfy. It, it's 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 demands, it's needs. Hmm? It wants the whole of the spiritual world to be fully understood before it will allow us to move forward. <laughs> so it's 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 problematic. If we don't have much, it's 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 not a problem. But however much we have, it has to be taxed. It has to be used. It has to be employed, hmm? and, um, and and the whole uh, body of scriptural text of Revelation is, is there for that. Before Krishna has said in the Gita, one who studies this in every way, from every angle, every word, hmm, and all of its meanings and so forth, Bhagavad Gita is, worships me with his or her intellect. Hmm? So. So this is not about uh, getting away from the guru, so to speak, the Aribhati perspective, but getting closer and going deeper, understanding the impl- further implications of the principle and how it can manifest in different places and different times and and so on and so forth. And then from the Adhidhatic perspective, again, the personal side of the guru comes out in a, in a very uh, charming and beautiful way and that there, in, in relation to that, the self... Hmm, uh, is, is ornamented, decorated, and develops a certain liking and taste for for loving Krishna himself. Hmm? Becomes a member of that, a full-fledged uh, permanent member, if you will, of that uh, subjective realm. So I wanted to just speak a little bit about that um, because I was speaking about these different perspectives and we spoke about the Guru. I don't think I talked about it per se, the Guru Tattva, in relation to these three ways of um, understanding, commenting on literature, understanding the principle of Guru, and so forth. And with that, as usual, in our meetings...